You're listening to Rama for Today. Well, I know down in East Texas, a minister friend of mine, I preached a couple of meetings for him at his church. He was a pastor several years ago at Country Church. And he and the some more fellas, back several two or three men who were sinners were with them, were out fishing. And they were in one of those rivers there in East Texas, and they were grappling, you know, fish in the water, you know, feeling up in the holes around, and so one of these cotton mouth moxies bit him, passing on to him, see. And they're way out in the country. They scared these other fellas to death, you know, they, especially these two center men, you know. They wanted to get him in the herd, and he said, you could never get me in anyway. He just shook the thing off in the name of Jesus and went right on about his fishing. And they watched him, never had any effect on him. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen with his teaching, Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 6. I, I was saved on the bed of affliction and began my ministry and as a young Baptist boy preacher, and then I received the Holy Ghost, baptism in the Holy Ghost, speaking other tongues. Well, now, my folks, I'll be honest with you, they felt like I'd sort of disgraced the whole family by getting in with these tongue talkers. Because, you know, way back there in 1937, you know, they, uh, they, uh, there's more reproach, I think, to speak in the tongues then than there is now. And it's bad enough now in some quarters. But uh, that, that, they just felt like, you see, that I had disgraced the whole family. And their name, you know, folks get very proud of their name, you know, and their family. And uh, I tell folks sometimes, some people are always bragging about the family tree, and maybe it all they ever produce is just a bunch of nuts, but they, they're, they're bragging about the family tree. And uh, so I never said one word to my family, and my immediate family particularly. I never said one word. I never even invited one of them to go to church with me. I don't mean now that you shouldn't. But I just some way or another had the, the sense in my spirit and believed that if I just live right and if I would, uh, would approve from uh, not trying to push something off on someone, the reality of this is they'd follow me and every single one of them followed me in. I said to my mother on down, every brother, all both my brothers and my sister, every single one of them followed me in. And my nephews and nieces, they, they've all followed me in. And I never even asked one of them, maybe occasionally one or two, you know, in recent times, go to church with me. Never, never, never even mentioned, never mentioned a thing to them. And then not only that, but folks on the, beyond my immediate family, they, uh, they, uh, they could see the difference. I remember my aunt. Now, she had never, uh, she held out the longest. She just felt like, you know, that I just really disgraced her. My mother's youngest sister. She just felt like, you know, just, just really disgraced her because she is a great church worker. I didn't say a Christian. I said church worker. There's a difference, you know. And she felt like I just really disgraced her. But uh, in more recent time, well, uh, 1949, 1950, for actually the first time, I guess, in 1950, she came to visit in our home. And... Uh, I wasn't there. I was gone on the field, evangelistic work, but my mother, my wife, of course, was there. 
And then she said to my mother, my youngest aunt said to my mother, you know, she said, I, I, and she just kept coming back, visiting my wife and children. She said, there's just a difference in that home. I tell you, she said, I just get a spiritual blessing. She had lost her husband, you see, he died. And, and she said, I just, I'm just, just comforted and blessed by just going there. Said, there's a peace, there's a tranquility, there's, a, there's something there. And uh, she said, you know, we, I felt like Kenneth sort of disgraced us, but said, I believe he made the right move. I'm going to start going to Assembly of God Church. And she did. Praise God. Amen. And she said, not only that, but now, you know, I've watched something over the years now. His children are never sick. Now other children in the family, some of the rest of them, you know, some of the, her brothers, she had no children herself, but her brother, uh, his children and his children's children, uh, and she said uh, he's never had, they, they never have any illness. Very seldom even have a cold, but nothing any more serious than that. And, and others have serious illnesses. And she said there's just a difference. Oh, praise God. You know, when she said that, I thought of the scripture. Uh, Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, 8. And he said, uh, for bodily exercise profit a little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Profitable. If anything's profitable, it pays off, don't it? Godliness pays off. It's profitable unto all things. Now listen, having promise of the life that now is. Yeah, it, 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 it pays off in this life and that which is to come. Now down about the 15th verse, Paul said to Timothy, Meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly to them. Now listen, that thy profiting may appear unto all. That thy profiting may appear unto all. The thing that influenced her and started her to go into a full gospel church where she had never been and vowed that she never would go was the profiting that appeared to her. <laughs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. I've done it again. I'll preach myself happy. <laughs> In my name. They shall cast out devils. Thank God we've got power and authority over the devil in the name of Jesus. In my name, they'll speak with new tongues. You know, we've all got a right to speak with tongues. Every believer ought to be talking with tongues. You know, you can do it in Jesus' name. In my name, they shall take up serpents. Now, that doesn't mean that, that you're going to take up serpents and handle them to try to prove something. That means if you were accidentally bit, that you can just shake it off, bless God, and claim immunity in the name of Jesus. Now, that's not extreme, brother. That's not extreme teaching. It's in there. Now, Paul, you know, was uh, when he, he shipwrecked on that island, he's picking up these sticks, you know, in order to build a fire, and a viper came out fastened on his hand. And those folks looked at him. They thought, well, now, he's done something terrible, you know, and, and looks like he's going to escape. Now, judgment's come on him, you know. He's going to fall dead here. And they watched him. He didn't swell up. He didn't get sick. He didn't fall dead. And they finally decided then, well, he must be a god or something. I remember reading in the pages of the Pentecostal Evangel years ago about one of, our, one of the, the Assemblies of God missionaries who was ministering in foreign country, and there was a particular kind of a scorpion there in that country that was fatal. They had no antidote for the bite, I, I suppose they have nowadays, but they didn't in those days. And when it bit you, that's it, you've had it. You're dead. No one had ever known to, to live. And one of these bit this woman, missionary. 
Actually, she's right out on the street when the thing bit her. And uh, folks watched her. They expected her to uh, swell up and to die. Actually, in, in a few few moments' time, they'd start swelling. But she just shook the thing off in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And folks watched her. She never even got sick at her stomach. Amen. And, and, and so they just wondered, you know, they, it made a marvelous impression on them. And many came as a result of it were saved. Well, I know down in East Texas, a minister friend of mine, I preached a couple of meetings for him in his church. He was a pastor several years ago of a country church. And he and some more fellows, in fact, several, two or three men who were sinners were with him, were out fishing. And they were in one of those rivers there in East Texas, and they were grappling, you know, fish in the water, you know, feeling up the holes around, and so one of these cotton-mouthed Mexicans bit him, fastened on to him, see. And they're way out in the country. They scared these other fellows to death, you know, they, especially these two center men, you know. They wanted to get him in the herd, and he said, you could never get me in anyway. He just shook the thing off in the name of Jesus and went right on about his fishing. And they watched him and never had any effect on him. Never had any effect on it. Praise God. Now, friends, this is not extreme. I'm talking about it's not extreme. It's, it's, it's biblical. And then it said, if they shall drink any deadly poison, it shall no wise hurt them. If they shall drink any deadly poison. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to drink something, just try to prove something. But that means if you accidentally did, that you have a right to claim immunity in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I heard... Uh, a number of years ago, the superintendent of the Assemblies of God in the Texas district relate this in my presence, as well as a number of other ministers, that uh, the Texas district, that they, they had a convention one time in Corpus Christi, Texas, district convention. Now, now then, there's a North Texas and a South Texas district and a West Texas district. Well, then, in those days, there was a Texaco district that was West Texas, New Mexico, and then North South Texas, all one district. Well, they checked into the hotel, you see, and many of them were standing. Now, you'll have to remember that these, this was years ago. And, of course, these folks, uh, and in those days particularly, most Pentecostal preachers didn't have a lot of money. They weren't staying in this the best hotels. Most of them were staying at a hotel that was sort of a third rate. And this particular hotel in those days didn't have running water to the rooms. They had a pitcher of water there, you know, in a wash basin on a wash stand. And so... When they checked in, and there's this meeting over at a certain place where they actually had a tent up there, having the convention under, and, and uh, they, uh, they just uh, had their own meals together. Had a fellow that had a tent up that was a cook shack, you know, and, and dining hall. So uh, they began to gather out then to these grounds. Well, some of them uh, began to get sick, and after a while, 20 or 30 of them were desperately ill. And they were praying for one another. And as they began to pray, well, someone had a revelation and they, God revealed to some of them that the water there in that hotel was poisoned. And so they told the rest of them not to drink any more of it. Everybody got their healing. No one failed to receive healing. Nobody had their stomach pumped out. But everybody got healed. And then they took the remaining water and there's a naval station there, you know, in, in, in Corpus Christi. And, and there at the naval station, these doctors are or there in the laboratory, they, they, they tested that water and they told them, the government told them, well, there's enough poison in that water to kill the regiment of men. 
Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Kenneth W. Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first in this offer is the USB drive, 50 Messages of Camp Meeting. This USB has different speakers from the last 50 years of camp meeting. Also in this package is the DVD entitled, Camp Meeting Then and Now. This is a video about the last 50 years of camp meeting. You can get all of this for the price of $50. Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Many of you are part of our, what we call our Word Partner Club. And somebody said, well, what's a Word Partner? Well, it's somebody that prays for us regularly. Somebody that sends us an offering at least once a month to help us support this Rama program and Rama internationally because we're all over. It's whatever you can afford to send. I mean, it, whatever it is. Yes. Because when it all comes together, That's right. it helps us to be able to get the Word of God out to the world. And we want to thank all of you that are a part of our Word Partner Club. And any of you that would like to join, go to rhema.org slash WPC, which stands yes. for Word Partner Club. And all the information is there. We'd be so glad to have you. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 6. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.